Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am Ryan, uh, and I am joined by one of my hosts, co-hosts, TJ. I got there in the end. You did get there. <laughs> Took you a second, but uh, hello. And uh, Bill, how are you doing, man? Hi, doing great. You're not alone, though. I'm not. We have a fourth chair today. A long time coming. This is my son, Riker. Hello. Hey, Riker. So many people that uh, have listened to this show for a while might have heard, that, you know, you, you mentioned Riker and uh, uh, it's, it's great to finally have him on the show to give his impressions on Super Dinosaur, um, something that he has read along with us for this episode. Um, Riker actually read Super Dinosaur, I think, before any of us read Super Dinosaur like years ago, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I think I read it like the first issue when it, as it was coming out, but then yeah. I, I didn't read much. Riker is probably the only one out of all. Yeah, I think definitely the only one out of all four of us that has finished Super Dinosaur and has at one point read the entire thing. And this was something that, uh, Bill, you got for Riker when the f- three of us went to New York Comic Con in like 2019, right? I think it was, yeah, yeah October. Yeah, quite a while ago when we when we like met Kirkman there and everything like that. So you got signed. signed Did you have him sign him? Copy. Yeah, he signed yeah. I didn't know that. All, That's cool. All four of them. Yep. Nice. Yep. So you, you read it a while ago. You, do you like, other than volume one, do you really remember anything about two, three, and four? I mean, not that much, but some of it. Like the big... The big things that happen in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. more than we remember. So that's cool. Well, we'll get into it uh, when we get into our main topic of the show. But first, uh, some housekeeping. If you wanted to be a part of the show, if you want to write in, give us uh, your thoughts on our topic of the show, or you've got questions about Invincible, or you want to hear our opinions on things, or you have topics, ideas for us, we'd love to hear them. You can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, you can find our website, theinvinciblepodcast.com, uh, where we have um, our uh, reading guide, uh, our list of all of our videos and contact information, all that kind of good stuff. Um, we're hoping to do more videos like this. Um, we want to start doing more fun videos. Now that um, restrictions are you know, lifting, we're feeling a little bit more comfortable, we're all fully uh, vaxxed and boosted, um, we're going to start, you know, maybe being able to put some more fun videos out like we used to, like our old, uh, uh, uh game show trivia nights, our, um, live uh, streams, live streams and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Art stuff. Yeah. TJ's got a ton of crazy invincible art commissions that we'd love to show off and shout out some really awesome artists out there. And we too. talked about the last art live stream that we did that we wanted to involve other people to also collect yes. art. And I really I'd really like to see uh, to see that too. Do you like so, an invincible art show? Yeah, that so, would be uh, that would be cool. Um, yeah, stuff. Yes, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get to do something. I don't know if we're going to land it um, uh, on our anniversary because it's really soon. Because this is our six-year anniversary. March, I think it's March sixteenth to be specific. Was the uh, the first episode we ever released six years ago? Um, and I asked. You guys last time, because this is our uh, second attempt at this recording because it failed the first time. But uh, what would be more like fitting for our sixth oh, anniversary than, than to have to re-record an episode because we episode 110. <laughs> and this is just what happens, you know, and, you know, Riker, you're going to get some extra recording practice in because we're doing this again. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I asked you guys this last time. Uh, what if you see if you remember what uh, what issue came out? When Invincible turned six. 
we know because we do did this remember? once before. I know. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't. I remember. I don't know. 54? Was it three? 58. 58. That's right. 58. We were close. You were, you were close. You were close. Um, we are on the, the first time we said this, I think Bill and I both guessed 60. Yeah. Um, so we were very close. That's right. Time. That's right. Um, so we'll see if we can get something out for our, uh, to celebrate our anniversary, but regardless, we're looking forward to doing more fun videos and things like that. Um, and, you know, like with doing the super dinosaur episode, we've been really looking to, uh, forward to doing these episodes where we're, taking a look at other comics by the creative team of Invincible. For example, obviously today, you know, a book written by Robert Kirkman uh, with art by Jason Howard of uh, Wolfman fame and um, obviously letter by Russ Wooten. You know, you've got some uh, some Invincible uh, names in there. We also are the Invincible or the Oblivion Song podcast. So, you know, we have a whole nother show that's devoted to something like that. Uh, and our most recent episode was a blast. We actually had a chance to sit down with the art, uh, the artist. Yeah, it was the uh, penultimate episode of the of the podcast of the series um, issue 35. We went over. Uh, so we, there's only one more episode left of the Oblivion Song podcast, one issue left. Uh, and it's only 36 issues total. So and 36 isn't even coming out until like tentatively mm -hmm. the end of April. So you have a lot of time to catch up, but yeah, we were able to, uh, for the first time actually speak with Lorenzo De Felici, the artist of oblivion song. And it was, it was awesome. Uh, he, he was really, really cool to talk to and kind of, uh, pick his brain about how he comes up with the monsters and how he like does makes the choices that he makes and mm -hmm. makes oblivion what it is. It was, it was a very, very cool conversation. We mm -hmm. spoil, like one thing in oblivion song and and um talk about it not as much as you'd expect honestly like it was more about his career so even if you don't read oblivion song like you should definitely go and listen to that interview because it's just really cool from a cultural standpoint to hear somebody from not the united states that's you know in this industry like what his creative process is like it was super cool it was really, also really it was also yeah. pretty cool hearing uh his little tease about what his next project is going to yeah, be and yeah. uh, that was fun i uh bill said that we don't spoil any we spoil one little thing in the interview however if you're going to go back and listen to it without having read oblivion song uh definitely look for the interview itself because throughout the rest of the podcast oh, we yeah. spoil everything oh yeah it's, a, it's an oblivion yeah. song podcast episode yeah. where we talk about the comic but specifically just that interview. just the interview is yeah. yeah yeah so that was that was great um so yeah, hopefully there are more uh, more things like that in the works. Uh, I mean, we've got something else cool to announce that we are going to be doing a giveaway this episode. Um, shout out to Whatnot and um, you know, uh, uh, doing a little partnership with them. They're going to supply us with uh, an, an invincible variant. You guys, you know, I'm sure you've heard about them. We've been talking about them a lot on this uh, on this show. Those crazy Tyler Kirkham variants that are really tough to get right now. They're um, so good. They're so good. They, they, Every one of them has been awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, on Valentine's Day, they revealed a third one, an Adam Eve one, during um, Big Clutch's uh, Comics Vault live stream over on Whatnot, um, where they surprise revealed a Adam Eve variant for issue two of Invincible. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to be giving away uh, the first one, Invincible, issue one. Um, the Tyler Kirkham variant. There's a couple versions of each of these variants. We're doing the trade dress 
the standard version, the uh, color, not the black and white, not the foil. Um, but this one is going to be uh, one that we're excited to give out. Uh, and we wanted to, because we really want to start doing more videos and more games and like play the Invincible Hero Clicks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we wanted, the, the, in order to win this giveaway, we want to, you know, promote our channel a little bit more over on YouTube. So if you want to enter the giveaway, go over to this video over on YouTube. If you're already here, go down below, leave a comment. If you're listening to this, stop, check out our YouTube channel, find this video, um, Super Dinosaur, and uh, leave a comment. It could be anything you want, you know, just anything, let us know. And um, we're going to randomize it and pick one of the uh, comments on there and we'll reach out to you and, you know, we'll we'll send that issue on its way. But right now, leave a comment, let us know, like what kind of videos you want to see us do in the future, mm -hmm. like fun things that we can do. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you thought about Super Dinosaur. Like it could be literally anything. It can. Yep. And uh, right now, I think we got to keep this to US only. Uh, and if that changes, hopefully it does someday. But right now, if that changes, uh, we'll let you know. But US only. And uh, yeah, and hopefully there's more to come. And I think there will be. So there's plenty of cool variants, especially those whatnot ones out there. And uh, we're looking forward to being another uh, another spot for you guys to, to get your hands on those. So from there, uh, we've got a couple um, news items that have come out, uh, both through Bleeding Cool within the last week. Uh, in fact, since yeah, we thank, since we first recorded. That, yeah, thank God <laughs> that we have to re-record because we would have missed some pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's... Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Uh, it's good news. Yeah, the first one was uh, that uh, Jim Valentino's uh, Shadowhawk is making a return for its 30th anniversary in a comic called The Last Shadowhawk. I'm, I couldn't gather from the article whether it's um more than one issue or if it's just a special i think it's just a one issue thing um but invincible's on the cover it's the uh, homage to that young blood issue one cover um mm -hmm. and they've said that it is going to be a crossover there is i mean invincible very clearly looks like he's in it spawn um uh was it uh uh savage dragon uh invincible shadowhawk like uh, so that 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 looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm excited for so that so we looked at it and we're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. But thinking about it, I mean, I'm sure that Shadowhawk is coming in. This is issue number one. And Image, I'm I, if it's a part of the expanded universe of, in, of the Image universe, then I imagine that he's coming in at this time of, you know, Continuity. what's going on in the Invincible. Yeah. So what is Invincible doing? I mean, he's already off-world, right? That's so interesting. So what are we going to be seeing him do? My, is this Marky? My impression was this is going to be much like when other characters crossed over into invincible where it's like it's just for fun it's not taken out of it's it's out of context it's just a or it could just be a random tuesday that took place before he left earth or like mm -hmm. it, i mean so you're saying that the timeline takes place like now right in the image universe like after you think it's going to be think so yeah i mean why would the artist or why would the uh the writer of shadowverse want to put himself in a box and be like, well, I want invincible in it. So I have to do like, maybe he does like a, well, I think like, um, he uh, had a relationship with them and then there was a time jump in the first issue or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think, I think these, like these kinds of crossovers are just loose fun. Yeah. Like I think it's going to really be like, um, what was it? I hate image. The, um, Scotty young, uh, yeah, crossover. That there. That but that's was, what I mean. I think yeah. it's going to be something just, yeah, something like that. I don't, not to take seriously. To put it simply, I don't think this will be canon. <laughs> I think, yeah. it, I think it will just be a, a fun crossover. At least, thing. at least the invincible stuff won't be like if they continue the story. But even then, then, but then he, you say, why put himself in a box in that? But, but 
that means he's going to have to find a time in which Spawn, you know, Savage Dragon, Invincible could, would make sense for all their universes to tie up. And yeah. image, even the OG images uh, universes don't really tie up like that anymore. But no, we'll no, see. I know. I, I just I just mean, like, if he's in a fight or something and then he needs help and then all these other characters show up. I think it makes perfect sense for Spawn to show up despite what's going on in his universe. But like for Invincible to show up, there'd be questions. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. I'm excited to check it out, though. Anytime we, we get some some more Invincible mm-hmm. attention. Um, the way that the world is handling multiverse stuff right now very loosely, I feel like they're they're not restricting themselves to having to make something to have something make sense in universe mm-hmm. anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm totally fine with it. Just have a fun story. Like we don't have to as fanboys be like, but wasn't Invincible like in the penitentiary at this point? Yeah. Bro, who cares? A- like, a- whatever. A- a- that reminds me. We're going to talk about it afterwards. If you read it, TJ, when we get to our what we what we've been reading, watching stuff section, did you read crossover? No, I still haven't caught up. Oh, okay. Well, we still might bring it up later. All right. The other bleeding cool article uh, and our last news item um, of of the episode is an ep- an interview with uh, Simon Ratiopa, um, the lead showrunner for the uh, Invincible animated series. Um, who is now um, a writer, showrunner, I, I, I'm not exactly sure, I should have looked that up, on The Boys uh, Diabolical, right? Wait. I don't think he's a showrunner. I think Show- he's a, a producer or... Yeah. Well, I, I know he wrote one of the episodes because it is... Uh, so, yeah. the, so the new Boys animated series is, uh, you know, over on Amazon Prime, is anthology series where it is different artists or different art styles and different... Um, uh, writers, I know Aisha Taylor Taylor is, did one and so on, but uh, I I watched the first episode. Did you of the boys? Yeah. What'd you think? I absolutely hated it. Oh, I'm being no. honest, it was really bad. Really, but I know that it was a specific. It was the. It was actually written by um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, uh, and I I understand what they were trying to do, but. I didn't care for it, but mm-hmm. I I know that all the other episodes, like you said, they're they're meant to be. Every one of them is very different than yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, the boys, the the main live action boys show is, I enjoy it. I liked the second season more than the first, even. And um, but it it is that kind of show for me where it it's a it walks a very thin line between something that I would enjoy because I'm not crazy about hyper violent or raunchy like for for raunchy sake and everything. And it it can toe that line. Um, and uh, but so far, I've been enjoying it. So obviously, the cartoon, the animated uh, series is leaning a little bit heavier into into that side. At least that's what mm-hmm. I'm gathering from the trailers. But regardless, what I'm getting at is uh, Bleeding Cool uh, had an interview with with Simon and they um, chatted and they brought up Invincible and how it was um, not only on track, but um, seeming to be uh, ahead of schedule and coming out sooner than they thought. Um and uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't see the Internet take that quote out of context to think that it's coming like now that it's coming this fall. Um, but I think that's it's safe to assume that, you know, what we thought is probably mm-hmm. on track, because from what we've learned, especially in the world of animation, if the, if it comes out next year, that's pretty quick, considering they just got approval less than a yeah. year ago for a second season. Um, so, yeah. So still still. Hoping for next, what did we say? Next spring. Next spring. 
Yeah. yeah. I think it's exciting just because the last thing we heard was Stephen Young saying, I haven't seen anything like we haven't even started to then. And the people next, were very. Yeah. Upset the next about thing that. we got is we're deep. I think he said we're deep into like production and, and the process of both seasons, which is which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. which is exciting. We're going to have a really cohesively like written story, you know, that's that they don't have to worry about. You know, yeah, things not lining up right. Like they can really place like a thread in in season episode one of season two and then have it connect to like season three easily because they're writing it all like at the same time. Yeah. Here's the actual um, um, quote from him. You can see all the books right here in my collection on the shelf. We're working hard on it. The one thing I'll tell people is that we've been working hard on it for a longer period than they think. A lot of people assume we've just got started on it. And that's not true. We've been working on it for a while now. But it's a big show. To do it properly takes time. We're still in the pandemic. We're hopefully coming out of it, but that makes things a little slower too. Everybody's working very hard on it. Uh, I think you're going to be very happy with it. I hope so. We want to make it as badly as everyone wants to see it. As for how long they are in production, he says, we're deep in. I wish it was already done. I wish it was finished, but it's just not. We're deep into it. Literally this afternoon, that's what I'm doing. More work on that show. Right after these interviews, I'm back to Invincible. So yeah. That is uh, that is exciting. That is good news. Like it is very much happening. This isn't, you know, uh, something that is being kicked around and it's like, oh, well, maybe like we know that uh, uh, early development on these shows take a really long time um, just because, you know, last we heard they hadn't started uh, voice work. And even though we know that's one of the first things they do, doesn't mean that character designs and story and plot. And I mean, because think about mm-hmm. it, they are doing two and three back to back. So we're, I'm assuming they're going to try and get voice worked on for two and three would you think so that way the animators can go right into three parts of three yeah i would say that they would still do it chronologically like they're they're not gonna do two and three i think they're gonna do all of two and then as soon as they're done they're gonna start because that's the script would have to be finished as well yeah 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 i definitely think that between two and three is gonna be a lot quicker didn't they say that too i think yeah yeah that's just yeah. going to be a, it's going to be a year. It's going to be one year in between. Yeah. There's all the, uh, yeah. the delays that, that happened with COVID that I'm sure, you know, plus they had to make sure that season one was going to be the hit that it was. Mm-hmm. I would, I would imagine too. So, yeah. Yeah. So Riker, did you watch Invincible, the animated series? Yes. Did you? What, what, what was one of your favorite characters or parts? What was something that you really liked about it? Um, I think my favorite character was Adam Eve. And then I think my favorite part was when um, Omni-Man um, fought all of, like, the Guardians. Oh, yeah. In the first, first, episode. In the first episode? Yeah. That was your favorite part? Yeah. Did you it know? was the most, like, <laughs> yeah. shocking moment. Did you, you know, know that that was, like, the first. that that was coming? Did you know that, that like, that he was going to do that? Which is weird because I spoil, like, everything for <laughs> all the time. So that's exciting. What well, Adam Eve is a unique... Like, I get why people love her, but why was she your favorite character out of all the characters? I liked how she could, like, form atoms, how... Like, Manipulate, so her yeah. power is just cool? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Rexplode, because I remember you also liked Rexplode, and I liked Rexplode, and I, I thought we were going to bond, but you ruined it. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Rexplode, too. I thought I, like, Rexplode... Um, like obviously Mark Nolan, like those are all like staples, you know, that I would assume people would like. So free mm-hmm. to pick Adam Eve. But I 
dude, I remember when we were watching the show, I was like, I fucking love the sound of yeah. her power. It's like the sound yes. of her fly. It yeah. sounds very like staticky and and, and I'm like that's just it has like yeah. this yeah it's cool yeah uh, I think that was one of the audio clips that I did for the for that game yeah. that I made right it's her yeah, her yeah. power yeah yep. and I got that one right too yeah. Uh, all right, before we jump into Super Dinosaur, I'm going to go over a couple emails that we've received. Um, uh, first one, I'll, I'll kick off with Judd. Um, they say, enjoyed the Haunt episode. I loved that book when it first came out, especially Ryan and Greg's artwork. I bought one of Ryan Otley's Haunt pages a couple years later, and it's still one of my favorite art pages Whoa. I own. Yeah. Cool. You mentioned Saga's back. So pumped for that. A bunch of years back, my lady picked up an 18 by 24 signed and numbered Saga print for me. Since Fiona creates her work digitally, there aren't any pages for sale ever. So this print was a great way to get some of her incredible work on our walls. Also loving Radiant Black. So good. Your cameo has been a, such a fun touch. Which, by the way, we're, we are in another trade paperback. Volume two of mm. uh, Radiant Black will Radiant be out Black. this month. And uh, we have a... Uh, a, 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 let's say a larger appearance in that one than we did in the first one, but it's still mm -hmm. crazy to me that we are in a comic book. We are characters in a comic book. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It never gets old. No, I, I love talking about it. Um, Judd continues. Did uh, did any of you ever read Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth? It debuted in September 2009, uh, one month before Haunt. After Saga, it's probably my favorite comic series I've ever read. So wow. I'm gonna pause there. Yeah, dude. I read the shit out of Sweet Tooth and I loved it. I actually got the uh, I was a little late to the game um, because I wanted to read it before the Netflix show came out. So I got the like massive full uh, compendium of, of all like what is it like 42, um, 42 issues. Mm -hmm. And I read the shit out of it. It's so it is so good. I love Jeff Lemire. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I yeah, I love Jeff Lemire. He's awesome. So I didn't read it, but I think I did. We watch the first episode together. Of what? Of Sweet Tooth. Remember the kid with the antlers? Oh, that. You yeah. may have even watched more than me. I think I did. <laughs> did you finish Bill, it or did you like it? I didn't finish it. No? Bill, it's a very much you type show, I think. I obviously, the obviously the, the, the comic is better. The comic is always way better. Yeah. And a lot of the liberties they took and a lot of the changes they made for the show, like, I just don't get because – I don't know. But that, I mean, that's the way things are with that. But it's very much like, you know, uh, a grown up and a kid having a relationship and being protectant. And like it was it was very good. And honestly, like. It's a perfect show for you and Riker to, to watch it together. I think you both really, really I think we it. I think we I you feel like we did watch it together. Yeah, I like the only part I remember is them walking down the field with the guy with the rifle. I think that's the end. Is that the end? That's the end of the first episode, isn't it? Not that we're not going to talk oh, about the first spoilers. episode. Yeah, first yeah, episode. Yeah, that's so, the yeah. end of the, the first sorry, episode. Yeah, he meets yeah. up at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. I love Will Forte. Yes, love Will Forte, yes. and it was giving me like Last Man on Earth vibes. Uh, but I mean, man. you know, not not to say not. I don't want to spoil anything, but seeing him in it was was really fun. Yeah, I forgot he was you in should. it. Should pick it back up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. There's just a lot. I heard watch. it was good. I'd like to watch it sometime. I uh, I tried the compendium. I borrowed it from TJ. I read and stopped after <laughs> at, at the two at the two volume point. Like I I, I made just sure to stop at a 
uh, at a stopping point in case I wanted to revisit, but I, it, it wasn't for me. And it's the second time I've tried something by Jeff, Jeff Lemire. Lemire. So maybe because, it's the other thing. Is it, is it the sender? Yeah, is it the other yeah thing? dude. Yeah. And the sender was. I get it. Oh, so good. And it's unfortunate because I want to like it. I really like the, 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 the storyline, the, 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 just the idea, the concept of the, of it, but both of them just couldn't hook me. And that, that's really rare for me to stop reading something, yeah. especially after getting that far into it. And both times were his thing. And I don't know what it is. Maybe you just don't like kids because there's kids. They, in both are, they are both about a young boy. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that is it. <laughs> um, all right. So Judd continues. And you guys inspired me to make a podcast. The Invincible podcast was the first one I listened to extensively. And it is pretty much responsible for getting me into podcasts in the first place. Mine is called hmm. Art Design Music and features interviews with visual Ooh. artists that make art for the music biz, album cover designs, music video directors, tour poster illustrators, music photographers, folks like that. It's been exciting, and I've had a chance to chat with the folks behind the work behind work for Bruce Springsteen, ACDC, Beastie Boys, Blondie, Slayer, Prince, and dozens more already. Wow, that's wow. Isn't that awesome? That's crazy. I've almost dropped you a line a couple of times looking for advice when I hit a wall. The learning curve to make a podcast is huge, so I tip the hat to you guys for making it look so easy. <laughs> We're recording this episode for the second time. (laughs) (laughs) First season is out now. Check it out at artist, sorry, artdesignmusic.com if you're curious. Uh, Anyway. That sounds like a super unique podcast. That's a really cool idea. That is a really cool idea. Anyway, I just wanted to say that I enjoyed the look back at Haunt. Good times. I'm also a big Destroyer fan, so I'm looking forward to that reread when it comes. Love. If it ever freaking comes <laughs> it's only been two months love judd from canada p.s steve is powerplex <laughs> uh and then he included um uh his page from haunt which is great of course and his saga what a print thing man that is really cool man that is that is really cool i mean i know we've uh we inspired the the, the um the radiant black podcast guys but to hear this one too is really cool and such a a great concept uh for a podcast uh we'll have to check it out and have to let uh wyatt lane know too that could be right up his alley mm. oh yeah good point so i have a do you want to do the second email that we sure. got Ryan? yeah so i have one here from uh christopher um our self-proclaimed proclaimed number one fan mm-hmm. uh he says hey guys so glad you guys decided to do other Kirkman books. I actually just started collecting Haunt about a month ago, so it worked out perfectly. I absolutely love how you guys mentioned the artwork changing to accent certain moods or aesthetics throughout. Definitely a cool, immersive artist trick. So I just got my hands on a copy of Supreme number 67, which is the issue featuring Omni-Man versus Supreme. Great issue with some brutal Eric Larson Omni-Man art. Now, Invincible has a lot of crossovers with other image characters that I can easily uh, that can be easily found thanks to your website. Thumbs up. Mm. Uh, but it got me thinking about what other side invincible characters, characters other than Mark, would you like to see in a crossover with another image book similar to Supreme 67 or Monster Pileup? Maybe a Damien Darkblood slash Spawn or Super Patriot slash Best Tiger team up. Anytime anyone ever mentions Best Tiger, I just get excited about Best Tiger <laughs> again. Best Tiger um, is the definite- best. He's the he's the best. best. It's in his Uh, name. Definitely, definitely interested in what you guys think. Stay awesome, guys. You kick ass. Love your self-proclaimed number one fan, Christopher. Thanks, Chris. Love you, too, bud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you what do you guys think? What character would you choose to cross over with a different image character? I'm going to go with the one 
that I thought of last time we recorded this episode. Um, because I just think it's a really fun one. And I love uh, the both these characters. But Space Racer and Cosmic Ghost Rider going on a road trip through through space would be a lot of fun. And they'd get into some crazy shenanigans with all their abilities and powers and, and, and whatnot. So a really cool sci-fi trippy um, space cosmic book with those two characters would be, would be really cool. TJ, what about you? Uh, I think it would be cool. This, this may be a little more obvious, but uh, just um, the guardians of the globe and the justice league. Okay. Oh, that's a, it's kind of a, you know, like obviously war woman and wonder woman team up, you know, like, that kind of thing. Also, like, I think it would be cool to see any invincible character in the world in the world of Oblivion, like oh, Best yeah. Tiger and Nathan and Nathan Cole, like running through Oblivion to, together. Like, I think that would be mm-hmm. sweet. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, any character from any comic book with with dinosaurs would be <laughs> would be great. So, I, I mean, putting dinosaurs up against like a like a, like Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. I think would be pretty fun. Um, like a, t- a team up with them, I think would be just awesome because they're both very intellectual and, and like greater good kind of, yeah. you know, just one's a big red dinosaur. So getting battle beast up against someone would also be great. Just bring him into anything. Do us, do us battle beast, like battle beast versus Hulk. Could you yes. imagine like yes, there you what go. would happen? Yeah. But I mean, Hulk would, would destroy him. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? Battle Beast would destroy the Hulk. Are you I think sure? the Hulk would destroy Battle Beast. I love Battle Beast. <laughs> I really do, but I don't think Hulk I don't think Hulk would even really bat an eye. <laughs> Maybe because we're reading Battle uh Beast. right out these Hulk right now, but that Yeah. Yeah, Hulk uh Hulk's a little unstoppable. Hulk is like written as like unfairly though. Like he's just he's the Hulk. Like he can't you could hit him with a planet and he'd be like, oh you know. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So that does it for emails. Remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you again uh, to Judd and Christopher. We're going to move now into our main topic of the show. We are talking all about Super Dinosaur because it's what you voted for. We, uh, we've been doing these um, co-creator highlights uh, or catalog episodes, and we've been leaving it up to the community to vote on who they'd want us to, to, to dive into next. And uh, so we'll put that poll up over on Twitter. We'll put it up probably in a few days of you hearing this um, or of this being released, I should say. And, uh, you know, the poll will be up on Twitter for a, a, a week or at least a few days. And uh, that will lead to what our next main topic is going to be about. Uh, last time, it was a close one. It was a close one. But Super Dinosaur won out. And uh, so here we are talking about Super Dinosaur, created by uh, Robert Kirkman and uh, Jason Howard. Um, this first issue came out in June of 2011. It had a run of 23 issues, the last issue coming out in December of 2014. It's collected across four trade paperbacks. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I remember hearing and reading, you know, uh, about how this comic came to be. And it had, I'm pretty sure it was Jason Howard's um, child who either drew or was playing with a, a dinosaur. I think he drew a dinosaur with a cape on it and called mm-hmm. it Super Dinosaur. And, um, you know, that was the beginning of that idea. And I think they told that story when the three of us went to New York Comic Con and they showed the first three episodes yeah. of uh, 
of Super Dinosaur. Yeah. Or two yeah. episodes. Yep. Two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert Kirkman wanted to write something that was a little more fun and kid friendly and just enjoyable in, in that regard and something that you can read uh, with with, uh, you know, one of your kids and um, something that was for both kids and adults. And uh, I think he achieved achieved that. So uh, there's also a, a ton of other things to talk about with Super Dinosaur, but we're going to focus first on the comic book. And I'm going to start with uh, TJ. Give me some of your impressions. Now, our, our, our goal was to just read volume one, our goal, our homework, like we wanted to just just read volume one. Um, but if anyone read more, then that's cool, too. So, TJ, first, let me know what you read and what you thought. Top, top, uh, top level. I read the first volume. Uh, I thought it was good. <laughs> um, and the first volume includes issues one through five and a free comic book day origin issue. Yeah. Um, so I liked it. I think it was, I think it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but still very obviously, you know, geared to more, more of a younger generation. Um, but I thought it was good. It felt like, uh, it felt like a story that was being told by a kid, which it was, but it felt like there was like, like invincible, the story of invincible, so big and so grand and like, and, and huge. And there's a lot of like, uh, sinister, sinister, sinister stuff happening in the background, but it's being told by a child. And that's what it felt like, especially when he was talking about his dad and the betrayal. Because it's uh, narrated. That, yeah. It, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was, it felt like there was a, like an adult version that could have been told mm-hmm. uh, of what happened with his dad and his partner that betrayed him and, and did all that stuff. So um, I thought it was really good. I thought that the, the names of the characters yeah. was my favorite part of the of the like uh, a dinosaur a, a villain dinosaur with axes for weapons and and named Triceratops mm-hmm. that's so good mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brachiosaurus Pterodactyl Pterodactyl yeah Squidius Squidius yeah all the all those are Squidius was ridiculous perfect they're, they're so, so good I enjoyed yeah. it I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Bill? Um, I didn't really care for it. Um, I mean, it's not made for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it, it was cool. I remember when it, when it first came out, like I was like, okay, uh, same thing. It wasn't for us, but it was just cool to see Jason Howard do something different. Um, it's, it, it absolutely feels very Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like G.I. Joe, um, you know, like transform it like Transformers, like um, that kind of tone. It's just I I don't really it's it's a problem when you don't like the main character. Yeah. And Der- is Derek is his name. Derek. Right. Um, he's just ir- he just irritates me, like the way that he <laughs> narrates and stuff like he's just like because I hate like when background you what do you say um it's either let's go or i'm like yeah come on just let's go like let's go like so him being like yeah and i'm awesome and everything's awesome because i'm the coolest i'm like oh god like so but uh, i so wait right did that bother you do you notice that i noticed it but i didn't feel like it mattered yeah why 
I mean, did you like it? Did it? Yeah. Don't pressure him. Yeah, don't say, did you like it? Oh, did you not say anything? Riker. It's okay if you liked it, Riker. I liked it. Yeah, like, I liked it. But, like... There was one part that I did not like okay. the entire book. Okay. I think it was when. Um, <sighs> Is this a specific part or like a thing about the comic that you didn't a like? A specific part. Okay. I think it was when. Um, yeah, I didn't like how they. Um, the Aaron and Erica's parents always had like a side project. Mm-hmm. Like they had so many. And whenever um, Super Dinosaur SD needed a new suit, they always had like just the suit. Yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very that's smart very, call. That, I mean, <laughs> it's very convenient. I think that's what you look for. It's, it's, so you're reading it and you're like, that's unrealistic that they would have an ar- Arctic suit for him when he needs to be in the snow. When this That's talking dinosaur. That he has a flying suit. Yeah, but meanwhile, yeah. it's he's this T-Rex using joysticks to control a suit, and that's what bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, though. I get that. It was it did feel really convenient. That's, that's the thing. That's what feels very Saturday. Like, every episode, you know, they have a new suit. Or, like, Counterpoint. You know, it, it, it's it, you lean into that and it, that is its style. That is its thing is that it is just for fun. It is this goofy thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You, I, you're saying go ahead, but, or TJ. I just wanted to bring up a part that that reminded me of when you said like little T-Rex with his, with his arms, it reminded me of a, of, of a funny part where the family first comes to stay and they open up the door and there's like a gigantic T-Rex playing video games. And he's and like, he's what's like, up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I like that. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. Uh, I I don't know if it was, um, I don't know, just the just the fact that I, uh, you know, we 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 just read Haunt. This is you know currently reading really intense things like Radiant Black and 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 Hulk and everything. but this was just fun. It was just like, like you said, Bill, it's just like watching a Saturday morning cartoon. I knew exactly what I was getting in for. And like what TJ was saying, there is some mature undertones that you could see like Robert Kirkman being like, you know, okay, so there's going to be some messed up stuff. There's some messed up origin in there where they could have easily made this an adult comic. They could have easily made it into that. It has its bones where it could have done that. But instead, they wanted to do this thing. And I think it works really well. And then they combine it with that G.I. Joe cartoon type thing. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not just like a hollow, like, stupid oh yeah. idea. Like, a kid, like there is a backstory. There's and a there lot is of a, like, interwoven histories and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it felt- yes, to your point, it, it is Kirkman-y. Like he put a lot of time and effort into creating this story, mm-hmm. but I mean, sir, on the surface, it's just it's just not for yeah. me. But it's yeah. still, but it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. Oh yeah, it's not for. And it's, I agree it, that again. If it, I was just saying, my least favorite part, and I, and I honestly believe the thing that holds it back the most is the main character. I mean, Derek was a little too much. I get that he's young, he's a kid, um, but it was. It was a little too much. <laughs> I, I wanted him to be turned like turned, turned down a little. Riker, did you like did you like the main character or like did you not care about him? Like what yeah, did you Yeah, because I can relate to him. Like I do that sometimes too. Yeah. So you liked you actually liked the main character yes. because you could relate to him? Yes. This which is, is like, with, 
this is what like test groups which means like, yes like, no which just means it was, feel like I'm it means that it was successful it worked yeah. like, like that's kirkman, kirkman did exactly what he intended yeah to do. like we're looking at it like oh the names are so witty i love the puns the the action is really cool the artwork is awesome like all oh, this deep background this origin story and younger people might just really dig it because it's fun they're it's relatable and like it i think it's a success i think this book is a success i i i don't know i dug it what were you about to say tj um, um oh just so like again kind of going back to like it felt like if marky was explaining everything that happened he was like oh like i my my dad and my grandpa were the two greatest superheroes in the world and and with that makes me awesome and it's like yeah. it feels like a kid telling a much grander story yeah you know what tj there are moments now. Oliver is very mature for his age because of his insect background. Mm-hmm. But I, there were parts in Invincible where Oliver would would talk like Derek, where he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm the best," or like, you yeah. know, when he's like yeah. fighting, when yes. he's fighting people in his costume, cocky. he even said, "Yeah, very cocky, very, you know." And, himself, yeah. and I remember that I didn't, I didn't really. It's so care funny for that, that attitude that Bill is like on on on. On screen right now, realizing that that's how kids talk. <laughs> that, I, that I hate children. In front like, of my like, like your son is like, yeah, Dad, I talk like that, and he's like, wow, Oliver talked talked like that, and Derek talked like that. And it's like, wait a and minute, Marky talked like that. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So TJ, we'll start with TJ. TJ, if we had to give it a rating, let's say one to five. A one one to five dinosaurs. What? How many dinosaurs would you give it? Three. Three out of five dinosaurs. Because it's not it's not uh it's not something that I will ever read or can or uh, continue to read. Uh because again, it wasn't it's not meant for me to read. It's not geared toward toward me. Um but for it being what it was, I think it did what it was supposed to do well. Uh I I there were times that I laughed in it and I enjoyed the 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 story, more of the background story. Um, that was happening like like we talked about like there's something bigger going on in the background i enjoyed all that type of stuff um yeah i'd give it a, a three out of five okay ryan how many dinosaurs would you give it a, I'd, out of five I'd, I'd go four out of five i i like I, we've talked about i enjoyed it i think a little more than tj and that i just it was fun if if i had a son of at that age i would absolutely be reading it with him and you know it, it, it'd be i don't know it's i enjoyed it a lot in in terms of do I – how would I rate this for our listeners who mm-hmm. are fans of Invincible? I would give it two dinosaurs out of five. So, I, I, I mean, it's not bad, but in terms of like like do you have to read this thing? No, I'm going to give it a two out of five. It's it's not, it's not necessary reading. Yeah. However, how many specters out of five would I give Haunt? I would give that five <laughs> out of five. But Minus again, the last. Uh, all right. So a listener is listening right now. They don't like gore, and they have um, two two young boys, two young kids. Are you going like to recommend? the invincible podcast. Are you going to recommend them haunt? I mean, I'm just saying they're both very different things that I think are attracting a different audience. I think haunt that versus like, super dinosaur. Like, <laughs> I think that uh, I want to see. Yeah, there you I go. Think that, like we talked, I mean, on the episode that we recorded last week that you'll never see, um, <laughs> we talked about uh, why people 
voted for Super Dinosaur over other things. Yeah, that's that kind of weird. And I think I think that it's one of two things. It could be like Ryan saying, uh, it's something that you know they enjoy with their kids, and they're looking. And we got a lot would, of responses you know, that said that. Yeah, and or it's uh, invincible fans that confuse Super Dinosaur with dinosaurs. <laughs> Those are the only two <laughs> the options. Only two you options. know what happened. That's it. That's it. That's there it. There are no single. I want to know. I I, I actually love Super Dinosaur. I actually want to know if there were anybody that voted for Super Dinosaur because they confused Super Dinosaur with with dinosaurs. And if you did, yeah, let us know. Put it in the comments. I want to know in the comments. There you go. Did we do? Did we do a a character look back at dinosaurs? Did we do that yet? Oh my god, man. We, we've, we did a handful of those, did. especially in the first couple of years of this podcast. We would do, um, what, what did we call them? Just like character breakdowns, like um, our character spotlights, where we would go we all in on we, an episode. We on definitely did. I'm pretty I'm sure we did. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely did. Why, are you yeah. ready to do it again? <laughs> I'm ready to do, yep. Anytime, every Volume episode. Two. This is yep. now, this Just is go now. go back and re-listen <laughs> to that podcast. This is now the Dinosaurs <laughs> podcast. Um God no. <laughs> I want to I want to go through the list of things that I wrote down as I was reading this just in, in case there's things that we want to touch on before we uh move on. Um yes, right off the bat, the very first thing I wrote in my notes here as I read Super Dinosaur was the word awesome. It's a little too much. A little too much. Um Riker's face like it, it just it's it. it it stood out to me. I mean, and that's just the way it is. And I say awesome a ton, but I don't know. Just reading it that much was a lot. Um, the action was insane. I don't think we are talking about Jason Howard enough. Um, this felt like early days of um, Astounding Wolfman. And we are huge fans of his work. Um, yep. There's one right behind TJ right now. That's Otley, though, isn't it? No, that's, oh. that's Jason Howard. Yeah. That's a Jason Howard cover? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, he does such great work. Uh, he's actually got a few things coming up. He's doing a flash tie in book. We know that at some point he's got code with Robert Kirkman coming Batman. out. He's doing something with Batman. He's doing, uh, uh, what was it called? Batman. Um, something, um, shoot. I thought I wrote it Stop. down. Stop. Urban Stop. legends. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Bra- yeah Batman, urban great. legends, 15. Um, but anyways, uh, we love Jason Howard and, uh, I, I don't know, man. Turning the page and seeing like a full page spread of a uh, super dinosaur with wings shooting rockets at a flying pterodactyl while a kid is hanging on by like the, the neck of that pterodactyl. Like it's just you so... can imagine you can imagine Jason sitting there with a smile on his face. being yeah. like, I'm going to make this as like ridiculously fun Absolutely. as possible. Not only yeah. that. And, and he's not only drawing it, but he's coloring it like this. This book just pops when you flip through it. It's really great. Did we get did we get a uh, Riker's rating? Oh, yeah. How many dinosaurs out of five would you give it? Dinosaurs is in like just, just how many of just out of five? stars. Yeah, but we're calling oh. them dinosaurs because we're witty and cool. Um, four, I guess. Four dinosaurs out of five. Oh, yeah. You liked it that much? Yeah. Almost perfect. Almost. OK. I agree. Cool. Uh, other things that I wrote down, obviously, great action. The witty names like TJ had brought up in the beginning. I like the plot of Inner Earth and the discovery of the dinosaurs yeah. and the two scientists and the dinor and all that kind of stuff. I thought all of that was really mature and, you know, you know, dinos- uh, super dinosaur biting off his Ma- Max Maximus's arm. And um, yeah. The memory loss, I thought, was a good foil. Uh, and uh, the the later reveal at the end of the first volume that uh, Matt, Max Maximus did, in fact, do that to him. It wasn't just him getting older or, or something like that coming on. 
Um, so that was an interesting plot point. Uh, the Exile was a really cool villain. We know very little about him. Don't know what he is or who, what's going on with him, but I thought that was a cool... Riker does to you? All right, don't oh, spoil shoot. It. He I knows. Will, I, will say, I will say that, I mean, it felt very childish because it was that's what it was supposed to be, but when Exile came in, it that um, level of threat felt a little more heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually really like that. Plus, his name just seemed like our generation of like comic book villain, and and it seemed it didn't he didn't have a yeah. funny name. It wasn't made to make you laugh. It was made to make you like, oh, this guy's mm-hmm. in exile. See, and he kind of looked like Doomsday in his. Do you guys remember the the um, Doomsday movie, Doomsday vs Superman, the animated show or the animated I remember movie? Remember the movie? I don't where know Doomsday Superman. was he was in like that. Like he was totally covered head to toe, and he had like the three holes on his. You don't? Do you remember this at all? He only has one hole. No, exile, exile has, has one has, yellow hole. You talking about? Oh, oh. Do, does he have? But does he have circles down his armor? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I think okay, he has them on him. Yeah. Just one like. Yeah, it looked very doomsday before doomsday broke out of his like restraints. Got it. Um, you know, we talked about all the different suits and that GI Joe kind of feel. I thought that was really cool. Um, we we. Talked about this last time when we uh, first recorded this episode. Uh, Super Dinosaur wishing he had friends was a really mature thing to throw in there. And like it, it started to, I don't know, lay the seeds for something that might come up later on and and show some depth to that character that is not, you know, initially seen on the surface when it's talking about how cool everything is. Um, uh, the Aaron Erica thing. um uh, with Erica being bad and causing a lot of um, issues, you know, with with what was going on was cool and unexpected. I thought um, the Project X Raptor, a giant raptor, the fact that it's like, OK, yeah, so S- Super Dinosaur exists because we have the technology to make this T-Rex smaller and smarter. So therefore, we also have the technology to make this raptor giant and dumber um, and him, you know, attacking the mechs. So the game, the end of this volume going just full you know kaiju in a way where we've got these crazy mechs suits that can then transform into one bigger one and fight this dinosaur crazy cool action mm-hmm. come on i don't know i thought it was fun and unexpected i did not predict that this was going to go that way mm-hmm. and then of course the uh your wife you know derek's mother uh mm-hmm. reveal at the end of volume one and that i don't know i thought that was a, a very cool tease for uh some mystery to be uh further in the issue or in the series. Yeah. That's, I mean, that was kind of fun and that was cool because it's not like they just forgot about her. Cause when, when it was brought up to Derek, like, what about your mom? He's like, who? Like, it's not like he started questioning it. He was like, Oh yeah, wait, I did forget about my, it's like, they just had the part of their brain that knew that she was a thing is like gone. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, we got one comment today, actually, for over on Twitter from Anthony Bachman that says, as the guy that named the letters page, I can all I can say is I love it. Super Dinosaur is a fantastic book and one of the funniest things Kirkman, funnest things Kirkman has ever done. And the Howard art just sings. This is the book I give out to nephews when they get to reading age. Hashtag Malasaurus text, <laughs> which is the name of the letters column at the back of the That's issue. hilarious. So, well yeah. done. That's pretty funny. Yep. Uh, I think we next need to talk about the show. So 
we went to um, San Diego, Com- no, New York Comic Con to talk about the, um, or to see the first two episodes of the Super Dino show, Dinosaur Show. Bill, you went up and asked a question. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the show from what you remember? And I will be right back. Go, you guys go talk about that without me. So the show did cool things. Like, I remember I liked the voice of uh, Dinosaur, Super Dinosaur. I almost said Dinosaurus. Um, I liked his voice. He seemed very like Michelangelo to me. Yeah, like like Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo. Yeah. Um, and then the animation was pretty cool, where they did like a lot of out of frame, like it was like widescreen, and then they would have action come out to make it look 3D. They did that a lot. Um, yeah. But last time we recorded, not to steal Ryan's thunder, but he said something that was kind of funny that it felt like younger, like it felt like. Paw Patrol, like that era of or that like generation of like cartoon. I mean, come on, it was a little bit better than Paw Patrol. Was it? Yes. Did you did you watch the whole thing? I mean, Paw Patrol was just yeah yeah. Paw Paw Patrol was straight up like like for like babies, like PBS kind of like learning and this Sesame Street type thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh. I remember the voice of, I believe, Super Dinosaur was there when we were uh, asking questions, right? He went up to ask a question, and then um, and then I can't remember what he asked, but like people laughed, and he was like, and then they were introduced him as the voice of dinosaurs, yeah, or Super, Super dinosaur. dinosaur. See, it happens. I told you it happens. You said dinosaurs instead of Super Dinosaur, didn't you? I did. <laughs> 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 Ryan, for anyone listening, Ryan had his headphones off the entire time, came back and knew instantly what we were talking about. He said I was going to do it again. I was like, no. So, yeah. But I didn't. I, so, obviously, yeah, we, go for we, it. Uh, but I, 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 again, we saw the first two episodes. I don't really remember a lot about it, except I do like. Like like Bill said, the uh, the transitions where he was like popping out and it made it yeah, look 3D. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, it comes. I, I, I remember the... enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched the first twelve episodes kind of casually, just on in the background once it was released on Amazon Prime, which it's now only on Tubi. T U B I, um, and you know I remember just checking it out to you know see what it was like and uh it was a good background thing in the morning while i'm getting ready for work and i remember the end of the first 12 episodes was kind of like their halfway you know mid-season finale type thing and that was pretty much similar to where volume one ends and i never did watch the other half of the season um i don't think they've continued it that's all that they they ended up making um it just it was whereas the comic is a little more has a wider range for audiences um i think it can be more appreciated by both adults and kids i think the show was um you know wisely targeted towards kids i think it was they they had to pick an audience with that one they i don't think it could have been done any other way um so it is a little bit more you know paw patrol you know it is it is more kid focused uh and very young and i think it goes much younger than the comic even goes um so you know like how bill feels i think about the actual comic i feel that way about the show it's just not quite for me um but definitely something i would put on uh if i had kids of the right age um it was cool that uh jason howard actually wrote some of the episodes or at least one of the episodes i know that that was a credit in there um and uh yeah so that that's that's the show that came out along with the show um because it, i want to say it 
initially launched in Canada. I don't know if it was because it was a Canadian production company or what. But uh, in Canada, especially Canadian Toys R Us's, they had the toys. They they made action figures based off the animated cool. series. Yeah. And they, they actually looked solid. Like, they looked legit, like really nice action figures. And um, there was a set that Skybound sold through their store, like a nice boxed set that you could still find every now and then. Um, but that looked looked really neat. So it's cool that there is merch out there. They've got the they've got a coloring book that's based off the first issue, like where they turn it into black and white and make a coloring book out of it. Um, you know, there was an an app like a tower defense kind of you know RPG type app um, game um, based on the animated series as well. So they 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 went hard into it. They they I think they um, you know took their shot at it, and you know. Uh, one of the things that I, we didn't mention because we didn't really talk about was that uh, one of the downsides that I see when seeing Super Dinosaur talked about online is that apparently it didn't reach a uh, complete conclusion. Like it, I get the impression from what people are saying that it didn't finish like the, 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 it was left on a cliffhanger. And, um, you know, I know years ago, at least, uh, Robert Kirkman would say during panels or interviews or what, when it came up that they would love to finish it someday. Um, so that is one thing to be aware of if you are looking into reading it or, um, or what that it might not have a, uh, a completely satisfying ending because of that. So, yeah, um, mm. that does it, uh, for super dinosaur. Uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we will be talking about whatever you, the community votes on next. That will be a poll over on our Twitter page. You can check that out there. Um, what do you guys, I don't know, you guys want to want to ask for any uh, votes? You want to try and sway the vote I, here? I what, can, do wanna, what do you want to see next? I what I'm going to vote for. Yeah. And I am 1,000% voting for Destroyer <laughs> for many reasons. A, I remember being so surprised by it when mm -hmm. I read it the first time. And B, I remember nothing yeah. about it. So I remember really liking it. And also, I don't know why. So <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious that's to that's something that's going to be will. interesting because we don't know. Like, I'm, I really am curious to see if we like it as much as we remember liking it. Yeah, uh, I feel the same way, but I felt the same way about Haunt. I, I thought that I was going to like Haunt more than I did mm -hmm. doing doing the reread. Um, I still liked it, and I know that you know it, Haunt only gets better as you continue to read it and get past the first volume as well, just like anything. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that I like Destroyer as much as I remember liking Destroyer. I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, and I, th and I think I will because it is one unlike Haunt or anything else, like un unlike Super Dinosaur. Uh, it's one full story. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, its own thing, not connected to any other universe. Right. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think the votes also come down to just who's read it and who hasn't. I mean, if you haven't read it, you're going to vote for something that you have read. True. You know what I mean? Over, over something you haven't. But I mean, but think about people, people should, people should definitely read it. Yeah. Think about this. If you haven't read it, read it and vote for it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it's, got, th I mean, this is a, this is a good opportunity for, you know, if we have a list of things, if you haven't read Haunt, at least read the first volume. If you haven't read Super Dinosaur, yeah, it's our little know, book club. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's it's that kind of thing we're trying to do here. So there's so many other books too, though. Yeah. Like, I, like, like Destroyer. I think we all love Destroyer, and we want to do Destroyer eventually. But Grizzly Shark. Um, I'm excited to check out Kirkman's run on Ant Man. I think that's gonna be interesting. Ant Man, yeah, X Men. Uh, I haven't read any of those things at all. It would be my first time. Yeah, like, my first four times. Yeah, Kirkman did like, X Men. Uh, trees. We talked about uh, Jason Howard reading yeah. the first volume of Trees by yeah. Jason Howard would be cool. Like little thing. There's there's a lot of like. You know, invincible yeah. related, uh, you know, creator, uh, creator stuff yep. out there. So we'll put so. that out there uh, on, on the poll and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And it, who knows? Maybe one day it will get to the point where all four options are destroyer because we just want to talk about it. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what's going to have to happen. Um, all right. Let's uh, go ahead. Yeah. Bill. I was just going to say, uh, t- talking about other stuff, I feel like like um, one of the. The, the guy who wrote Twitter, like once, hit, you know, nephews reach a certain age of reading, like that's what he does. And I feel like my first thing is like Invincible and like movies that come out, like things that I, I, I maybe I'm just a bad dad. Maybe. <laughs> no, maybe you, I bought, that, you bought like, him Super Dinosaur. You did do Riker, the thing. You still, you, Riker, how old are you? 11? Uh, yeah. And you still have yet to read Super Dinosaur. How and no, some people no, may he's think read Super Dinosaur. Or, um, Invincible, sorry, Invincible. Invincible. You still have yet to read Invincible. And some people may think like, oh yeah, but at the same time, like Eleven's kind of like that line where like, should you read in- Invincible? But Riker has read and watched everything that uh, Bill has pretty much. That Bill has pretty much. Yeah. Bill will watch horror movies with you, and you've seen you've seen seen some things in your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're more than ready for Invincible. Oh, like, what are some of your favorite? What are some of your favorite movies? Just, just off of that. Go. Uh, Ready Player One. I really like Real Steel and Pacific Rim. Cool. Okay. I mean, those Real are. Steel was on TV this morning. I watched thank about you for half making, of it. Making me out to be a better dad than I actually am because <laughs> those are like the, the like. Kids. He's like Amityville like, Horror, like, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, uh, <laughs> Saw Three. No, it's not those ones. No, no, no. I'm no. just kidding. Yeah, all the Alien franchise, you've seen all of them. Yes. So, yeah, there's those ones, those staples, like those ones that we I watched. Are uh, important. We watched Midnight Mass with Riker. Jeez. Yeah, Riker watched all of Midnight Mass. I won't even watch that. Yeah, which and is, Fly Manor. Did you Ryan won't even Fly watch Manor? that. Yeah. yeah. Fly Manor. Yep. Midnight Mass was a lot less scarier than Fly Manor. Yeah. Which one did you like more though? Because this is an interesting thing that I, I would like to talk about for a second. Like. In what scenario? Which one did you just like more? If we would go watch one right now, which one would you want to go watch? Well, probably Midnight Mass. Isn't that weird? Because I kind of feel the same way, TJ. I feel like no, I, I love. No, I think we we all agree was, on that that yeah. Midnight Mass was better than Bly Manor. Was Bly Manor just see- an experience, and Midnight Mass was just a better all around story? And I think it's performances, close, but I and- think that yeah, Bly Manor was. Um, Midnight Mass was slightly better than Bly Manor. Hmm. Midnight Mass had really, I mean, all of Michael Flanagan's stuff has really like deep thought provoking moments where you're like, oh, wow. Like, Dr. Let's just, Sleep. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's just sit on that and think on that for a minute. And Midnight Mass was just the performances, um, the, the, the dialogue, the monologues from that show. Riker, My, did, you, did you watch Haunting of Hill House? No, you that's the one. You watch that's, that's 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 the best thing that Mike Flanagan's ever did, ever done. And uh, 
besides maybe Doctor Sleep, I don't know. But it's 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 awesome. It's a great show. It's a great great show on Netflix. Yeah. Well, we're kind of uh, dipping our toes in it. So, what are some other uh, movies, TV shows, comics, other things that we haven't talked about yet um, that you'd like to we just call saw out? The Batman. We just saw the Batman. We just saw the Batman. <laughs> All right. So it's still a little early. So some people out there might not have seen it yet. So spoiler free. If you want to give your impressions, go for it. Um, TJ, you can go first. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be in the sense that it was going to be um, more story driven, uh, less action. I think that so I was avoiding everything. Right. I saw the first come on, Oliver. I saw the first trailer like the teaser trailer and then i saw the first full trailer and those are the only two trailers i saw didn't see the second two trailers didn't see any clips and still it just it was way too much that second trailer was like all the big epic points of the movie and i think that i think that the um the because i thinking back on the movie after having seen it um the chase scene the batmobile chasing down penguin that should not have been anywhere in the in the trailer because I feel like it took away from how epic that scene was. That was yeah. such an amazing chase yeah. scene. Yeah. But like you are you you're watching it and you're like, oh, I already know how this ends, and it's like, eh. Yeah. Uh, it, but yeah, go like also like the intro, him. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. Um, I liked it a lot. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, I'm excited for the spinoff series that are going to be on Max. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the future movies. I thought Paul Dano killed it. Um, I thought Colin Farrell, un- unbelievable. Uh, honestly, I don't even like him. And uh, <laughs> I really don't. Like, I-, I haven't loved a lot of the stuff that he's in that I've seen other than like in Bruges. But uh, yeah, he-, he was incredible in this. All around, super awesome, great movie. I definitely want to see it again because I feel like it's that type of movie where you got to see it twice to really catch everything. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going soon. Yeah. Um, I also loved it. I disagree with you, TJ. It, it had way more action in it than the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy did, in my opinion. No way. Fought, no way. Bat- First of all, Batman literally is Bruce Wayne is rarely in the movie. It's all Batman. And he fought way more many, way more times and there were more action scenes in this movie than there were in. It was also any a lot longer too, movie. so I can I could yeah. see where that's true. I don't think it's. Yeah. I think it's close. It could be either way, in my opinion, but it's yeah. close. So so here we go. Just high level favorite bat suit, favorite Batman. Um, Christian Bale was my favorite Bruce Wayne when he was in the Bat Cave, though not when he's like being the playboy, but when he's being just like normal Bruce Wayne. That's he's my favorite. Um, I, I still can't figure out if it's my favorite Batman movie um, compared to like the Nolan ones. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's close. I have to think about it a little bit more. Um, but there were moments, man, that were just I, I there's only one other movie that made me say I can't wait to watch this again within the first literally the first five minutes of the movie. And it was Star Trek, the Star Trek Reboot. It had a it had a great intro. Yeah, the intro yeah, was unbelievable. Like, what better way to set yeah. up your movie? Like, this yeah. is my Batman movie, guys. This is what it is. And I literally looked over. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and nothing happened. And I was just like, this is awesome. Uh, Gotham City is the, ver- the best Gotham City as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, so. it is great. I loved it as well. Uh, I mean, it's it, it we we've we've talked a lot about this movie uh, uh, with each other over text and everything over the last several days. And, um, and like I've said before, it's it's much easier to call out the one or two things you didn't like because the whole movie is just so good and we loved it so much that those couple things that kind of stand out look bigger in comparison to what an achievement I think this movie is. Um, mm-hmm. And it was so great. So it is like I don't want to just call out the things I didn't like, but I mean, just the there. The, all the acting, uh, the performances by everyone um, were amazing. And it's hard to talk about it without spoiling. So I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna say I, I loved it. There was a couple of little things uh, towards the end that mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about, but I think overall it, that pales in comparison to how great of a movie it is. So, yeah, I, I think that if and when the sequel happens or gets announced that the things that we didn't like, they're going to they're going to figure that tone out because what I didn't like, what Ryan, you didn't like. And I think what a lot of people didn't like is there was a tonal shift in it. So but um, for me, it wasn't even movie. so much the tonal shift. It was more of um, um, more of why that happened. And right. And, it just and motivation, just motivation. Right. Yeah, it, it just didn't add up. And yeah, again, I liked I liked I'll, that it got there and I liked what happened when it got there. Um, but overall, uh, it, it, that is kind of small in comparison because what right. what it resulted in was fine. It was great. Again, I said I'll say that I I do think that this is a movie you got to see more than once to catch everything because it's it's so story driven. Um, but I think I was going to make another point and I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's definitely a movie you got to see. I think a couple times. Yeah. Um, Excited to really get and the it's, gist it's ex- of everything. And it's exciting that it's coming to HBO Max in like a month or something like that. Yeah, 45 days from the release. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. uh, what else within the last uh, bit? Um, obviously, Radiant Black. We've talked about I, Ryan Otley, Donny Cates, Hulk. I um, finished um, Succession. I'm caught up on oh, that. Oh, you finished it. I finished it. So how yeah. do you feel about this show as a whole? I think it's honestly like I loved it. I absolutely loved it and i thought that i thought that the last season i was watching the ninth episode mm-hmm. thinking that there was a 10th episode right <laughs> and i'm like oh shit like it's over like I, I wanted to go to the next episode and yeah i was i was you know disappointed yeah. at that but uh i think it's i think it's amazing i i like how it's just, just the story is so good it's you just don't character need, driven it's just it's that's all it is yep. too. And it's just great story. You don't need a bunch of flashing lights and all like explosions. It doesn't need to be like some big grand thing. It's a, it's a, it's a story about business. It's a story about, it's a story about awful a, people. About family. Yeah. I was <laughs> just, just about to say that. I was just about to say, it's a story about a family of absolute horror, like horrifyingly awful people. Like there's not a single person in the show that is a good person. And even the people that you want to like, you'll be like, oh, I really like this character. And then they'll do something awful. And you're like, oh, don't do that. So (laughs) that's a great segue into why I I had a little bit of a hard time with it. It was an amazing show. It deserves all those awards that it's constantly getting. But man, especially after a long day, it's like, man, all right. So I'm going to watch an hour long show. And they felt like an hour, if not longer. Really? Oh, Oh, they felt so long to me. And, And each one was kind of like. All right, here we go. Let's let's get let's watch these awful people. And it's so it, it but it was good. It was really good. And I did enjoy it. Katie liked it more than me. The, but. One, the one that stood out to me, I think it was in the first or second episode was 
and I won't go into detail about what it was, but the baseball scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude. I know. So I will stick with me forever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, Riker, what have you been reading? Riker, lately? what are you watching? Yeah. Or reading. Um, I'm reading Percy Jackson. Nice. And I really only watch like the Sim, the Simpsons. <laughs> and then I just finished Pacific Rim. And that's pretty much it. Cool. Nice. I love the Percy Jackson um, books. You uh, did you watched... know they're sorry? Did you know they're turning it into a TV show, Riker? Yes, Percy Jackson. I told you. I I texted you that. You did? Yeah, they're, they're like they're doing a they're like show deep right? in development yeah. on it right now. Like it's it's yeah. written. They're casting for it. Like it is happening. It's going to be on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. It's really yeah. exciting. That is the cool. the writer uh, you Rick. A little bit. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say Rick Riordan, the the writer of the Percy Jackson books, is like really heavily involved in the creation of the show. So that's really nice. exciting. Nice. Um, you watched a little bit of Peacemaker. Oh. With me. Yeah. That was highly inappropriate. So you, you didn't see. You <laughs> I didn't need to see start that. A lot of the inappropriate stuff, but like Ryan, to your point, um, if a show is good, regardless of whatever kind of hyper violence is in it, it's still good. And that's I. Yes, I, I agree. I did not finish the boys. Um, I felt like some of it was just. You know, for the sake of gore, gore and for the mm-hmm. sake of like, like something crazy happening. Yeah. Whereas Peacemaker, it's just like Peacemaker. My God, what what? A, the more I sit on it, the more that show was just I'll be starting to what a labor, of, what a labor of love. And the cool thing about it, too, is I I hate when a show is created by this director or this like, you know, really well-known guy. And then he only does like the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn literally wrote and directed every single episode yeah. in that show so there was so much consistency on how good it was can you imagine going back season. in time like what three years or so maybe maybe four or whatever it was and being like james gunn is gonna like take over the industry right now with the with this the kind of quality and the the stuff and how well received the stuff that he's putting out is because he was just absolutely shunned for that period of time in what was absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. I remember I was talking about it on the show and everything. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. It just goes to show that people are ready for different, like they're, they're ready for something they've never seen or experienced before, you know? And I mean, the intro of Peacemaker alone is cool. like, yeah. okay, I get what kind of show yeah. this is. Right. Bill, you said that, uh, that shows that have a lot of gore, but, but if it's a good show, it's a good show. You don't feel that way about the boys that despite it having some um, unnecessary gore and de- definitely like more than it needs. And, and it's just for the sake of having gore. But the story itself, you don't think is there. I just didn't care. Like it, it didn't capture me. And I know that I'm I'm maybe like the the small percentage, but I started watching. No. I don't remember anything about season one. I started watching season two and I didn't finish it. I was just like, I don't even care about anything that's going on. Mm. Like do like do something. Make, do like tell me what the show is about. Like as opposed to these heroes doing bad things. Like it just didn't go. It didn't go well, in a about, direction 
that I wanted it to go in, I guess. It's about superheroes taking down a major corporation that's taking over the world, but doing that in a very political way because they know that the most powerful superheroes in the world are at the head of that business. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I mean, obviously, I, I me and Ryan, we talk about how we, we like the boys, but it's not like yeah, and the I best don't show think, on TV. It has its issues. And I don't sure. think I'm you're crazy. You're crazy. No. Yeah, you're not you're not crazy for for not liking it. But, but there I is think Ryan and I. I think there is good, good, good to find in it. And I do enjoy a, yeah. a good chunk of it. Yeah. And I will say a, a solid 10% of, of uh, my enjoyment out of season two came from the repetitive use of Billy Joel music. And it is fantastic. Yes. It's awesome. Well, the main character, yeah. if I remember correctly, is doesn't he like love Billy yes, Joel? Yes. The, and, and, they, yeah. and that's like a, a quick little thing in season one, but in season two, like they lean into that and it's really fun. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Uh, I also loved the way the second season ended. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode, episode 110 on our sixth anniversary of the Invincible podcast. Um, Remember, we have our giveaway going on. Leave a comment below on this episode for a chance to win that what not exclusive variant of Invincible issue one, the Tyler Kirkham trade dress cover. Um, And keep an eye out for our uh, Twitter uh, page to have a poll for what our next episode is going to be where, as we continue this co-creator catalog as we dive into all those uh, volume ones from people that had an impact on Invincible. Uh, remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, shout out to Wyatt Lane who provided us with this awesome intro and outro music. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. TJ, Bill, Riker. Thanks again. I'm so glad, Riker, you got to get the true podcasting experience of recording and then having to re-record the thing we just did. Okay. So thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. Until next time. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.